Hello. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Tacos and Tequila. I'm Peyton. I'm Sydney. And I feel like we have another doozy for you. Is that a good word to use for this one? I would say doozy. I like okay. a good doozy. <laughs> Did you research it all? So I I read the summary. Okay. So I know bits and pieces, but I was kind of going to let you tell the story. Also, I ran out of time, so I'm very sorry. <laughs> no, that's totally fine. I'm totally okay with that. Um, I hope that out of your summary, you didn't read one piece of information because it would be even better if you didn't hear it before. <laughs> okay. I probably didn't. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I'm very excited because just from the summary I read, I was very overwhelmed. Yeah. I think. And I so, think there's uh, a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I felt like it was a doozy. Like that's a good word for it. Right. <laughs> I think so. I think doozy okay. is kind of a good word for everything though. So <laughs> Same. maybe I'm just being biased. <laughs> literally same (laughs) do we have any fun facts or any like true crime news before we dive into it I don't think I have any updates do you no I think the only thing that I've been like obsessing over which I told you to look into was the OnlyFans model murder case Um, and they just came out with crime scene photos now like yesterday oh, they no. dropped so they have the actual pictures of like um when she like the crime scene afterwards and so like they show her hands and like she only has like one fake nail on her fingers and like the other nine are missing and they're all bloody it's wild highly recommend looking up um if you haven't looked into like the courtney clenny case it's pretty interesting Yeah, I'm gonna have to look into that. I know Sid texted me the other day about the 911 call. Do you listen to it? I I was trying to find it. I only heard like bits and pieces and it was really fucked up. It's very fucked up. And I like, so I stopped looking because I was like, I can't even listen to any more of this. Uh, But there's like a lot of evidence out there because like, I'm sure you saw this, but he had been like filming her outbursts. And, like, yeah. their fights. And so I've seen, like, I saw elevator footage of <laughs> a fight between the two of them that wasn't really a fight. It was one person attacking another, and that was it. And I listened to some of the clips of, like, her basically verbally abusing him. And it was really fucked up. And I have lots of thoughts and opinions, but I'm sure not all the evidence has been out and I haven't seen anything so I won't (laughs) give all my opinions no no that's fine it's just it's just interesting and like it is one that like there's so much information like out there because of like I guess how high profile she was almost for some people I don't know she was like a model and then like big on like OnlyFans and I don't know yeah so she had like half a million followers or like subscribers or something like that half a million a million on only yeah a lot yeah it was it was definitely a lot of people so like the it's definitely a high profile case i would say and all the information like that they're letting come out you know they usually don't show like the crime scene photos or like all of this even though he was like recording her 
yeah like I don't feel like they show most of this stuff like right off the bat so it's really interesting yeah well and I mean her whole defense was that it was self-defense um I won't get into like my all my thoughts and opinions but I will say as someone who has been in like a very toxic very abusive relationship looking back there are moments that I'm not proud of and I like I actually was just talking about this with Jacob the other day when I was looking at the case you know there are things that like I look back on I'm not proud of at all and I kind of stoop to his level at certain points in time there are claims that he could make at certain instances where I was the aggressor which is not the case it was just like okay it was fight or flight like I know what's gonna come yeah. next, and it's either I act or you act and I'd rather act first sure. and I'm laughing but like it's really embarrassing for me to like look back and be like I behaved like that but it wasn't frequent enough where it, there could have been multiple instances caught <laughs> on tape. Does that make sense? And every relationship yeah. is different. I, but I will say, like, the one thing I can say with certainty, certainty is that if it is a very toxic relationship, it, it can be abusive on both ends. And mm. I think just because there is video footage, like, the elevator scene is, like, her basically beating him up in the elevator. And I don't... And he just took it. I don't necessarily would say, like, he's being an abusive one or she's being an abusive one. We don't know the whole context of their relationship. No. We just know whatever was released, basically. Yeah. So, I do have thoughts and opinions. I'll keep it to myself. But just as someone who's been in a situation like that, I know it's not always exactly what it seems if you only witness, like, one or two incidents. So, I think that's that's true. It's very uh, very uh, good point. I'm very curious to see how it plays out, though. Yeah, and especially with now there only being one person to really tell their story to see if exactly that kind of changes the narrative. Unfortunately, but I guess we'll have to see. Exactly. Also, just a little side note: it's not like a recent. We're a little in advance, too, so I'm sure we might even have a different update. But uh, we're officially up to six bodies in Lake Mead. Really? Yeah, I saw it last week, and I forgot to bring it up. So that's my bad. Sorry. I need to know more on this. (laughs) I think, and they've only identified the one so far, I think, right? The father? Yeah, because that was the one that it was like it had happened within the last, you know, 15 years or whatever so it's a little bit easier I guess to identify but yeah it's fucking crazy I really want to know me too and I'm curious when we'll start having some answers because it it keeps like we keep having more questions than answers so yeah and I feel like honestly like the more that they find because I think they said that it probably wouldn't be until like next year or whatever but I think the more that they find they'll probably hold on releasing names probably like I'm sure as like a public as a whole like the public as a whole won't know yeah they'll tell right like, away. The, the families if they're there's still anyone surviving or things like that but I don't think that they'll probably release it all until you know okay we have six people we can release all the names which is kind of jacked up 
Uh, yes, I absolutely agree. Or they'll never tell us and just ruin I'm sure eventually there'll be, like, a big press conference where they'll, like, give us updates, but... Hopefully. I can definitely see them just not doing that at all, though, too. Um, I agree. (laughs) Just to ruin my whole day. Fingers crossed we have the press conference. I'll be optimistic. Okay, I'm done. I'm done with my true crime rant. Sorry. Okay, I think that's all I have, too. Okay. (laughs) I just, like, looked and I was like, oh, we've been ranting for a while. (laughs) Sorry, sorry about it, sorry about it. No, I I think it's, I like when we have true crime news to talk about, like, the current, especially a lot of the cases we've been covering are older or, like, not as recent. I think this last one was in the last, like, five years, but usually it's not that recent. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, some of them are older. Staying up to date on some more relevant topics are always helpful. (laughs) It's very true. It's very true. Well, I will let you take it away, I guess. (laughs) Sounds good to me. Kelly Dwyer was born on September 27th, 1986. She was born and raised in the Chicago area, specifically in Long Grove. Her parents had divorced shortly before she had graduated from high school, so she had felt like the home that she previously knew really no longer had existed. This resulted in her moving to Milwaukee, Wisconsin to start a new life. Um, I'm not 100% sure. One report stated that she had originally moved to Milwaukee to attend college there, but I didn't really see anything else on that. But it appears that if that was the case, then she must have stayed there as she was late in her 20s and still residing in Milwaukee. Things had appeared to be going well for Kelly. She worked as an educator for Lululemon and also as a part-time nanny. And one of the reasons that Kelly really had enjoyed this new city was the nightlife and being able to meet all these new people there. She was 27 years old, she was young, and it only makes sense to want to be close to close to her just right in the middle of all this fun. Kelly had been dating her boyfriend, Chris Zacco, since 2012. Um, he was had also moved to the Milwaukee area and had worked in IT and was doing quite well for himself financially. The only catch was that he was 11 years older than Kelly. So despite the age difference, they really had seemed like a good match. Um, They would go out to bars and just kind of enjoy this nightlife that Milwaukee had to offer them. On October 10th, 2013, Kelly had met Chris at his apartment in Park Lafayette Towers sometime before 8 p.m. The two had left the apartment to go pick up cocaine, which was not unusual for them. And they then headed to a bar that was across the street from the apartments. Um, They had frequented this bar pretty often. It was called the, and I feel like I'm going to butcher this name, the Allium, Allium, A-L-L-I-U-M. Do you know how to pronounce that word, Peyton? I don't. um, (laughs) I don't. I I think it was Allium. I think it's allium, but I feel like the extra L throws me off a little bit. I know. It might be 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a also a type of flower. Yes, I did but look I, that up because I was trying but to figure I don't out how to know. pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm useless, sorry. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. So they frequent the, frequent in this bar very often. It's right across the street from where Chris's apartment complex is. Um, they stay there for several hours and they return to Chris's apartment at 2.37 a.m. As they are seen on CCTV. And this is the last time that Kelly is seen alive. Um, I know we talked about the CCTV a lot. Was that last week? With all of we, the... I was going to say, we literally just <laughs> talked about that, yeah. <laughs> so who would have thought that, of course... Because some of these cases we've picked pretty far in advance. That was not planned, I just want to say. Um, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> but that's, you know... I think I had mentioned you're seen on CCTV like 10 times or something. This is probably just like an apartment complex video. But like it's interesting that it's getting, it's happening again here where these individuals are seen on the CCTV. And this is the last time that Kelly is seen alive is on this footage. On October 12th, Kelly did not show up for work and her coworkers had tried calling her, but the calls were just going straight to voicemail. There was also no updates on her social media showing any recent movements. Um, She had been known for kind of updating her Facebook and saying where she was. So that was kind of strange or unheard of that she hadn't posted anything from that prior day or currently. Being that Chris was the last person that Kelly was seen with, police had spoke with him right away and were told things may have not been as perfect as Kelly had portrayed. The relationship with the two had not been exclusive. Chris had actually had a long-term girlfriend, and apparently Kelly was dating other people as well. Kelly was on some dating sites, and Chris had even said that the night he saw her, she had gone out with other guys as well so that the police should go and speak with them. Basically, he described their relationship as more of friends with benefits, and he had also mentioned to police that Kelly had left around 9 a.m. that morning because he heard the front door close. Police were skeptical on this. You know, we see Kelly go into this apartment, but we never see Kelly leave the apartment, which is kind of what police's right. argument was right <laughs> away. Um, but you can't really do anything based off of that right away. Kelly was missing, her phone was silent, as well as her social media, and her credit cards also had not been used, which was really the only piece that made it seem like something super bad must have happened to the police. Chris had told the police in his interview about the two going to purchase cocaine. With this piece of information, police were able to obtain a search warrant to his apartment for drug usage. Not only were drugs and pornography found in his apartment, they also found images and videos of Kelly on his phone. Some within the past few weeks, and many of which she'd been unconscious. Um, Like that they were performing sexual acts and that he was choking her, um, things of that nature. But that she was completely unconscious in these photos. Yikes. Police had continued to search the apartment and found that the shower curtain had been missing. They also had brought in a cadaver dog, which led them to the bed and just basically brought them to this location. Nothing else. Making them believe that Kelly may have, been, ha- may have died there in the bed. 
as there was the footage returning to the apartment, but none of her leaving the apartment. With nobody being found, it really leaves the police nowhere to go, and they were unable to charge him for the disappearance of Kelly. But they, the whole reason they had that, obtained that search warrant was for his drug usage or the mention of them using drugs. They were able to find drugs in the apartment, so they were able to charge him for having drugs in his apartment, and he was sentenced to 19 years. Um, so that was kind of their holding piece to... Holy shit, 19 years? Yes. He it must was like have a had bunch... a lot of drugs. It was like, there was like four different things. It's like some opiates and like cocaine, marijuana. Marijuana's not legal in Wisconsin, and then something else. So... I don't know if they, like, charged him with, like, intent to deliver or something, because he had so many different things. Um, he must have had a large mass quantity, too, because, um, <laughs> sorry, hot take, but if you look at regulations on cocaine versus, like, heroin or meth or something like that, you get, like, way lighter sentences with cocaine. So he must have had, like, large quantities. That would make sense. That's wild. Sorry. No, it's, it's a long time. <laughs> I definitely felt like it was a long time, especially like, I mean, I don't know anything specifically about that, but like, or like on like the drug charges that happened, but I don't feel like I've ever heard of anyone getting that long. Like, usually it's like a couple years, and then they're eligible for parole, or, you yeah. know, it's especially like it didn't seem, at least from anything that I read, like he didn't have any prior situations with drugs or. Like, where he was getting arrested for this. It's not like it was, like, his third offense. Yeah, that's... It's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So, this kind of allowed them to keep digging into this case further. They were obviously very suspect of Chris. Um, but they couldn't get him based off of the Kelly situation because they had no idea where she was. Chris was seen on October 11th, so the day after Kelly was last seen on that CCTV at 10.06, and was seen leaving with a golf bag. That same night, he'd gone to dinner with his long-term girlfriend that I had mentioned earlier that I don't... It seemed as if Kelly would tell her friends that, you know, her and Chris were in a relationship, so I'm not 100% sure if she was aware that this other person existed or not, but he went out with his long-term girlfriend and was said to not have been the same. He had arrived over an hour late to dinner, and then when he went home with her, he sweat through the sheets at home and was, like, extremely nervous and, extreme, like, acting extremely weird. The very next day, so this would be, like, two days after Kelly was last seen, he had taken a 160-mile drive, this would be there and back, to the mouse house cheese house where all he had purchased was a half pound wedge of Igor's heat which is a spicy pepper jack cheese oh my god stop is there anything <laughs> more wisconsin you have ever heard <laughs> <laughs> so he said that he megan which was his long-term girlfriend um, her family was coming into town, and he wanted to basically get this cheese for them. So he drove 160 miles there and back, like, outside Madison to this specific cheese store. Um, very Wisconsin. But 
like as someone that lives in Wisconsin, um, that's a far fucking distance to drive somewhere for some cheese. Like cheese is literally everywhere. There are like cheese specific stores. Yeah, I was gonna say, can't you like get (laughs) you have cheese specific stores everywhere and like your grocery stores have like more extensive cheese selections than everywhere else. Literally. So like there's cheese specific stores, like that that's all they have. I would say like every five to ten miles maybe like a little bit further but like especially like they're in milwaukee like there's a lot of stuff up there and the grocery stores just have like an ungodly amount of cheese like it's not like anywhere else in the states where you just have like your shredded cheese and like a couple blocks you can choose from like there's fucking a huge like the one store has like multiple aisles full of just cheese yeah that's like it's literally wild but okay (laughs) So the selection's literally huge. Doesn't make any sense that you would drive all that way. On May 1st, 2015, so this is a little over a year and a half, um, Kelly's body was found 45 miles from Milwaukee in Jefferson County, which is the same direction and the same area that Chris would have been to pick up his cheese that day. Chris was charged with Kelly's murder, receiving 31 years, which was in addition to the 19 that he had already received for the drug charges. Um, But this entire time, Chris has maintained his innocence throughout and pled not guilty to the charges. So the entire, like, story and piecing together is literally theorized by police officers and investigators. Um, He hasn't come forward and said specifically what happened that night. But just on the pieces of the puzzle, it seems to be more or less that they were having some sort of sexual relations. He strangled her or, like, choked her, resulting in her death. Put her body in the back of his car in that, that golf bag. They were able to conclude that based on when her skeletal remains were found, that her legs were, like, crunched up, like she'd been in some sort of case um, for a period of time. But the golf bag wasn't actually found where she was found. Um, So, basically, he brought her to this location. But it's also believed that when he was out with his long-term girlfriend that night, that Kelly was still in, like, the trunk of his car. He hadn't actually, because he hadn't gone on that, long drive until the following day which would make sense as to why he was nervous sweating through the sheets um but yeah there's literally the piece all the pieces of the puzzle have come from investigators and from friends like just explaining you know the stories and the you know the, the instances that they had with chris but there's really nothing that chris has said as to what happened to kelly But the cheese. I was going to say, and to this day, he still denies it, right? Yeah. He maintains his innocence the entire time. Wild. That's so wild. Super wild. All and I also thought cheese. <laughs> no, I'm just Literally. Kidding. So, and I want to share <laughs> that, too, because, you know, so I live in Wisconsin. I'm sure most of you guys know that. Obviously, Peyton knows that. We talk about cheese often. I always bring cheese every time I go to <laughs> Michigan. Um, it's always a huge hit. <laughs> always. <laughs> but I, so where this happened is only like a half hour from me. And it's also been on like 48 hours and stuff too. I've never heard of this before. 
Also, if it's only like a half hour away from you, there are other cheese specific stores closer to you <laughs> and you know exactly true. the one I'm thinking of that I went to <laughs> the cheese castle yeah it's very what? true but I thought so, it was really crazy like that this was something I'd never heard of and it was so close yeah that's wild and it's and it's been within the last like 10 years mm-hmm. so I, I mean it's not like you weren't in the area no, or and, like, anything, was, or you were too she, little, or no, yeah, exactly. And like, it was unsolved. Like she was missing for a year and a half, like almost two years. So you would think, you know, okay, this this young girl's missing. That there would have been more, I guess, media on it. And like, there was media on it, but like, I, I don't know if there was. Like, because they kind of already knew who the person was. Almost, I don't feel like they were sharing it as much as some of these cases come yeah out. but yeah, the cheese piece I, is what I had me. never heard this before I know this one's been on your list for a while and like has kept them because <laughs> I kept moving out. it yeah uh but I that cheese piece is a hundred percent I knew that's <laughs> why you picked it <laughs> I was ew I think I was super intrigued. I was reading about it. I was very intrigued to see, like, okay, this is so close to home. I've never heard of this. Like, there's so many cases that happened, you know, closer or even further away in Wisconsin that, like, are on my list that I've been super interested in for X amount of time. And I'd never heard of this one. There's a 48 hours episode on it. Never, never had heard of it. And then I kept reading and I'm like, he went to a cheese store? Like, that's And it was called the Mouth House. (laughs) And I know where that is. It's, like, right off the interstate, like, towards Madison. I can picture it. I can, like, literally, there's a picture of it. I I can include the picture, too. But it's, like, right off the interstate. There's a big cheese on the side. There's a little mouse there. (laughs) It's great. I want to (laughs) go. We we should go. That's so wild. Like, I don't know. It's it's just it's very weird, and I I'm curious to see how like eventually he'll, I'm sure he'll be up for parole, and I'm curious to see how that'll play out with his denial or if he'll ever admit any wrongdoing. Um, That's true, but I guess 31 years is a long time. <laughs> anything can happen while you're there. That's yeah, and anything can happen. But I think he is eligible for parole in, like, I think it was 2039 and 2038. So, it's, like, within the next 15, 16 years or so. Yeah, that's not that long. No. I'm sure it's long. It feels long when you are spending that amount of time behind bars. But it's kind of wild. I mean, he might. Hopefully, he doesn't get out because it's pretty fucked up if he gets out after that short of time. Um still pretty crazy yeah there are a lot of pieces that were like really shocking in this case obviously the mouse house part (laughs) um also i mean he gave them a lot of this leverage to put him away in the first place by admitting to like the drugs and all that stuff i mean it's just it's always wild to hear like (laughs) some of the pieces that people admit and I guess it's, like, admitting (laughs) to something that, like, okay, well, you know, I'll admit to this part. It won't get me in trouble. But, actually, in this case, it did. (laughs) Like, the drugs and, like, buying coke. Like, 
so normally people would deny that right and like never admit to it um like here if you get pulled over for example and they're asking about drugs like I have had an ex who literally has been pulled over and he's like yeah I have half a joint in my car and this is before it was legalized here in Michigan and he and they were just like okay they took it that was it so like you really? hear these stories yeah well you hear these stories where it's like small quantities like okay just admit it move on like they were looking for something else and, and he only had weed so I'm guessing that's probably part of it um but I don't know I'm just like very curious I'll have to look further into like see if I can find anything on his drug charges because I'm like super I'm sure. curious to see I could probably look it up right now because like what we have, he like, got um... convicted for let's look it up because we have like the the public records like Wisconsin circuit court access where you can like look anything any person up oh yeah oh it says <laughs> interesting he also so the 19 years was not just drug charges that's why is this something else too Yes. So you had what mentioned that it? they also found like pornography. They oh, found so child was... pornography. So they put that into correct. Uh, which would yeah, make sense it's... because I think like There's one a... image is like a minimum of ten years or something like that. But I mean, it's a lot of so like this. I have it pulled up right now, and like there's a lot of. Um... So, possession of drug paraphernalia, possession of cocaine, possession of narcotic drugs, possession of THC, maintain drug trafficking place. Interesting. Is that the same person, though? Yeah, I th- yeah, this would all be him, because this is popping out, too. And then, and then there's a lot of possessions of child pornography, so there's one. Yeah, two, it said 16 counts of possession of child pornography and three drug charges. Mm-hmm. And then this would be at least the... this is according to an article from 2015. Yeah, and no, that that matches what's on here. And then a first degree reckless homicide, hi- hiding a corpse, and strangulation and suffocation. And it does look like he's or like recently tried to do an appeal in 2021. Wild, but. Yeah, it's definitely. Yeah, that's super. Okay, well, that makes a little more sense because I was like, oh my god, like yeah. just drug charges. There's no way, but that makes a little more sense. I'm curious because a couple of these articles don't really have a lot of details of what was actually found. They do have like the details of obviously the video footage found, or like photo images found of her and him mm-hmm. <laughs> that you had made mention to. But they don't have any reference to, like, what kind of... He claims, though, at least according to the article, I added it to our sources, but that he, like, had no knowledge of the existence of the child pornography. But I feel like that's... It seems uh, suspect. (laughs) Jared from Subway also made that claim, so... Yeah, that seems a little suspect. But, I mean, from here, it'd be... So, THC, narcotics, and then cocaine. 
and drug Wild. paraphernalia. So if he had like a bowl or anything. Yeah. Well, I'm glad he admitted to something <laughs> and they were able to like hold him and like continue their search. Cause a lot of times you hear that where you're like, okay, well, we can't get them on anything. And they just like continue to live their life for years. Which is horrible. And I, it would also, I mean, I guess it would be very interesting to see how it would have played out if he didn't incriminate himself. So if he didn't say anything about the drugs and they weren't able to get him off of that, because he was definitely very suspect from the get-go. Yeah. But, like, he went to prison right away, basically. So, like, yeah. if he would have been out, what it, like, I wonder if he would have told someone something. Or, like, if he still would have been able to be so secret yeah i'm curious i mean once I, you're in, we're fortunate that he yeah. was an idiot <laughs> <laughs> basically but i mean once you're in prison i feel like it might be a little bit you're already in trouble you already know you're in trouble like whether it's for the same thing or not that's true and he was already facing a minimum of those 19 years so i mean I'm guessing that's obviously why he would want to deny any further charges. So. That's valid. Yeah, that's a wild case. Uh, I've never heard of this either. Uh, fun fact, I do know someone by this name. <laughs> really? Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I went to school with someone who that's like their last name. Mm-hmm. And um, they had a relative with the first name Kelly. So. That was wild. I was like, this is weird looking up. Uh, (laughs) That would definitely be a little weird. But yeah, that was a crazy story. It's definitely a doozy. I'm glad because a lot of times we cover these cases where they don't have any resolve at the end. Yeah. And although we don't have, like, a confession, he's never admitted to it. Hopefully, um, I know this is, like, a very... And word, but the like the fam like Kelly's family has some sort of um like peace resolve like you know what I mean like yeah justice yeah I know that's not but yeah no and I get what you're trying to say but like even the fact that like they were able to find her body like makes it yeah even after all that like I'm a year and a half almost two years I mean that's still a long time with no answers and Mm -hmm. it is better than some of those cases we have covered where there are like absolutely nothing (laughs) so uh very glad that her family hopefully got to lay her to rest and they got some answers and um hopefully Chris won't see the light of day (laughs) fingers crossed well, thank you for telling us that story. Uh, do we want to move on to a lighter note of jokes and facts? That sounds great to me. Sweet. <laughs> you want a fact? Um, yeah, hit me with the fact first. Tomatoes originated in Mexico. The Mayans and Aztecs grew tomatoes to use in their food. And then when the Spanish had invaded Mexico, they discovered the plants and brought them back to Europe. Stop. That's so wild. Yeah, I feel like I right away never I was like, that. you would think that the, like, atta- like they would be in, like, Italy or... Yeah. 
Nope. Oh my god, that's wild. They talk they took the plants back home with them. That's a very interesting fun fact. I'm a big fan of that one. Also, I have been telling everyone the fun fact from last week about <laughs> all uh, the packaged breads. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. That is a good it, one. Yeah, I'm like really impressed with these fun facts lately. <laughs> it, it all depends on like what I can come up with that day because it's all about the wording because saying certain words, you get different stuff than saying other words. Like if you just say tortilla facts, you don't get a, a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's like, true. It really so I have been trying to grow in my uh wording, I guess you could say. I don't know what the right what I need to say there. <laughs> Expand. Well, I'm I'm impressed. <laughs> to get better. I am impressed. So <laughs> um okay, well hit me with the joke. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> These aren't haven't been great. Uh <laughs> what does a tortilla chip say when it's having an allergic reaction? What? Nacho. Oh my god. <laughs> I told you the jokes haven't been great. They, oh, that they're was really getting slow. <laughs> I like the punny corny things. <laughs> I literally just said I can't wait until um I'm gonna be that mom that puts my kid in like weird punny shirts and clothes. And so I just was scrolling on, like, Facebook and saw this ad, and it was, like, a Thanksgiving shirt. (laughs) And I was like, I can't wait for next year to do that. And it was, like, turkey, beans, and rolls, oh, my. Or turkey, beans, and (laughs) rolls, let me see that casserole or something like that. And I was like, I'm going to put my kid in all these things (laughs) that are so punny. (laughs) And later on, they're going to be like, what the fuck? You're going to have no yeah. respect for the puns. I mean, I look back at pictures of my parents put me in clothes, and I'm like, what the hell were you doing? Um, but, yeah, we all have punny ones. <laughs> Can't wait. All about the puns. I'll be that embarrassing parent. It's okay. <laughs> I've accepted that. Everything's fine. <laughs> well, folks, you can find us on social media facebook we are at tacos and tequila podcast instagram we're at tacos and tequila we also have a website tacos and tequila podcast.com has links to all our episodes on spotify all our sources and um yeah i think that's it <laughs> oh my we're also available on spotify and apple podcasts so if you're listening on either of those Make sure that you leave a rating or review to help us get noticed and help people find our podcast. Yes, and make our day. Always <laughs> um, that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that's it. Do we have anything else to add? I don't think so. No? Okay. I'm getting close to, like, this due date here, and I was telling Sydney before we record, it's almost like uh, <laughs> I made the office reference where Pam's like, Oh, it's almost like your senior spring break. Like, you know, you know, you're getting close and then you don't have to do any real work. And so I think I'm mentally like checking out a little bit. So I'm really sorry. Love <laughs> uh, it. Trying to hold it together here, folks. <laughs> it's 
gonna be good. Everything's fine. We're all fine. Everything's fine. Jacob was like, please promise me if your water breaks while you're recording, you keep that like clip <laughs> and you still <laughs> post that episode as is. I was like, okay. <laughs> that would be actually really funny. It would be very funny, but it did not happen. So <laughs> maybe hey. next episode. We'll see. Maybe next episode. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, until then, I guess you'll all have to wait and see what happens to you. (laughs) And we will (laughs) talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.